Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, Faith Walkers. How y'all doing? It's February. February. We're going to talk today about some questions that I'm getting from y'all about the Hearing God series. So this is going to be just a little Q&A, more so A's to all your Q's, okay? And if you didn't know, probably for about the past, I don't know, let's call it 14 episodes, <laughs> all of January, we've been working over here, y'all. I hope it truly is blessing you. But let's say all of those episodes, the past 14 or so episodes, there's been a series on hearing God. So we've gone through the fact that we make hearing God complicated. It does not need to be complicated to connect with God and develop intimacy with God. It's sometimes helpful to develop in the prophetic and just identify that the prophetic is all about hearing and receiving from God. And there's different ways that we can relate with and connect with God, just like we would in any relationship. So we talked about knowing and being a knower. We talked about seeing, being a seer, perceiving, being a feeler, sensing, right? Like we talked about all of these, hearing, being a hearer. So we talked about all of these different personalities. So you can go back and listen to that. And then after that, I would suggest doing that first and then going back and listening to this episode. But we're going to talk about all sorts of lingering questions today, okay? And a couple of things to make sure that you guys can take advantage of these opportunities. One, we're doing something fun. We're gathering, get your gals. We are gathering for a virtual Galentine's gathering on February 13th at 7 p.m. Central Time inside the Free Courage Co. community. We're going to connect on Zoom so you can wear, I don't know, pink, red, some cozy PJs with hearts on them. I don't know. Whatever your jam is, do that. You can bring a drink of choice if you like wine and it's red. That makes sense. I like palm juice. Maybe you want to bring that. Tea, a latte, whatever you want to do. A snack, chocolate, heart-shaped chocolate. That sounds fun. Bring your things. Bring your things. Bring your girls. We're going to connect. You can meet some spiritual running buddies. We're going to do some fun activities. So you are invited to come hang with us. Join us inside Courage Co. www.courageco.org. We also have an opportunity for you to get coached live on the podcast. Okay. This is called, it's still the God's Vibes podcast, but on these days where we do live coaching together, it's called the God's Vibes hotline because you actually get to connect with me live and ask me anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> to get coaching on, of course, right? So we we can talk about anything, spiritual development, relationships, entrepreneurship, business, work, parenting, whatever it is for you, we are going to talk about it and get some coaching with God, okay? So if you want to book a spot for that, there is a form in the show notes. So you can go ahead and scroll down there, click on the God's Vibes hotline form and complete that. I think I mentioned a couple of ground rules, but if you complete the form and are a no-show, then you don't get to book again, okay? Because we are a culture, we cultivate a culture here of honor and respect, and we value and respect time, and we expect that as well. So if you do not honor and respect the time, then you just don't get to book again. That's what happens there. So make sure that you are intentional about when and when you book. You can also cancel and reschedule, but don't be a no-show, Okay. Two, you have to actually complete the form in order 
to be a guest on the God's Vibes hotline. And even when you complete it, we will still review it before confirming. Okay, so just a couple of ground rules there just to make sure that we are creating safety for everybody. That is how you can get coached on the God's Vibes podcast. This is super fun. This is a great way to learn from other people getting coached, and it's a great way to get free coaching as well. So make sure that you fill out that form, share it with somebody who could benefit. It is first come, first serve. We have limited spots, okay? So make sure that you go ahead and take some time to do that, okay? And if you've not already, plug into Courage Go. There are so many things from free to an investment in you at whatever level you can, but there's so much value in there. And it's really important that you do life with other like-minded individuals and that you've got folks that can be spurring you on to good works and really helping you grow and evolve. So we got a community called Courage Co, www.courageco.org. Go ahead and plug in with us over there. Ready to answer some questions? Let's do it. So I love this quote. It's Henry... Blackaby, he says this, when God speaks, he does not give new revelation about himself that contradicts what he's already revealed in scripture. Rather, God speaks to give application of his word to the specific circumstances in your life. When God speaks to you, he is not writing a new book of scripture. Rather, he's applying to your life what he's already said in his word. So good. Just wanted to highlight that because I feel like that's a big deal. Okay. So here are some common questions about the prophetic. I love the prophetic. I didn't know about the prophetic for a majority of my life. And I'm like, where's this been all my life? Then I started training in the prophetic and teaching in the prophetic and all the things. And now it's just a part of life, right? It's just literally a part of life. So I'm going to pull from common questions that we got from y'all and that people ask quite a bit, okay? So how do I know what I'm perceiving is from God and not myself? Show of hands. (laughs) Who's asked this question, right? So when you're learning to develop your skills, it's important to test what you're receiving from God. Okay. How do you know that? So I have a five-step method here that can help you. Number one, this is how you foolproof it. Okay. Number one, don't ever (laughs) just take a word as true. Don't ever do that. I don't care who the person is that's telling you the word. Don't ever just take it as true. Like it is actually, we say when we're teaching people that the receiver has a greater responsibility often, more often than not, than the giver of the word. The receiver has more power. Okay. So always, number one, consult the word of God. Always consult the word of God. In This is really, really important because the Bible basically is your ultimate litmus test for the truth of any message. I don't care if you're listening to a sermon, if you got a prophetic word, you've got to make sure that you as a responsible person are going to the truth and actually validating it. A great way to think about this is let's call it like a store clerk, okay? Part of their job is to identify counterfeit money. Okay. So one of the things that they'll do is they'll mark it, (laughs) right? They'll draw on it with a pen and see if the color changes. The other thing that they're going to do is they're going to hold it up to the light. Do the same thing. Okay. Hold it up to the light of God's word of his truth. Mark it. Holy spirit. 
I'm marking this. Like, let me test this. Is this you? (laughs) Show me in the word if this is true or not. So compare what you believe God has given you to what the Bible has already said. God will never give you a word that contradicts what he's already communicated. So if what you're hearing contradicts the Bible, it's not from God. Okay? It's just not. So the best way forward is to dismiss what you thought you heard and keep practicing. Practicing is really, really important. If you're not sure whether it's at odds with the word, Talk about it with a pastor or a spiritual leader. Don't just stay in limbo. What if what you heard isn't specifically addressed in the Bible? Okay, now we're going to move on to the next step. What you do if that happens. Consult the community of believers. Okay, share the word that you've received with a godly person that you trust. Let me just validate that because not everybody can be trusted. Not everyone is godly. So ask Somebody that you trust and that is godly, (laughs) you see the fruit, right? And that's been consistent and ask them for counsel. The Bible says there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors in Proverbs 15, 22. So ask them, does this sound like God to you? (laughs) Then trust their replies. In other words, be careful not to dismiss counsel that isn't what you want to hear. If you respect the people you have asked, even if you disagree with them, God will honor you. Okay, so that's a really important step. Let's say, I want to give you like a hypothetical. Let's say there's a feeler, right, who gets intense feelings during church worship services, let's say. Okay, in the beginning, she wasn't certain whether these feelings were hers or whether they were coming from other people. Like she just can pick up on atmospheres, right? When this happened, she would go to somebody in the worship service, sometimes a trusted friend, sometimes a person she knew was spiritually more mature than her, and she would ask, what are you feeling right now? What do you sense is going on in the room? And this person's feedback would help her figure it out. And getting guidance and confirmation is one of the best benefits of being in a church. (laughs) We can forge meaningful relationships with people who are wiser and smarter than we are. What a gift. What if you can't get clarity from this step either? Okay, cool. We're going to continue. Next step. Ask God to confirm his message. So the Holy Spirit has no problem confirming what he's saying over your life. No problem. When in doubt, ask, Lord, would you please give me a sign that I'm hearing you correctly? Not like I'm going to move this way and I'm going to go until you give me a sign, but like, Literally, God, would you please give me a sign that I'm hearing you correctly? Ask in confidence that he wants you to hear him. So remember when, let me put it this way too. We as believers want to grow and mature in our faith. So we're not actually supposed to be going out asking for signs all all the time, okay? The inward witness is often what we're going to go off of, but There are moments, right, when you really do need God to validate if this is the way, right? And he says, this is the way, walk in it, God. So show me the way to walk. Confirm that this is the way that you want me to go or shut this down if this is not what you want me to do. Like you can actually talk to God like that. But the key is not to be just counting on him for signs all the time, but just to mature and trust him and stay in step with him over time, okay? But God might confirm his word to you through a scripture, through a person, through a song or a story, through nature, through something. 
Um, even a kid says sometimes, which is wild, right? He can use anything. So keep your eyes, your ears, your heart, your mind open because God often reveals things in ways that we don't expect and anticipate. So stay open. And when God wants us to get something, he will do everything in his power to help us find it. Okay. So he wants us equipped. He wants us clear. All right. Next, next step. Number four. Ask, does this message affirm love? So when you get a download from God, you will be encouraged. (laughs) Even if it's a correcting you or a redirecting you kind of word, the encouragement will be the prevailing effect of that. Okay, so even if he's correcting you, you don't feel condemned. You don't feel shamed. You feel grateful. And an encounter with God should leave you feeling like you've been hugged on the inside. (laughs) You've just been like given a good God squeeze, right? You just interacted with somebody who is crazy in love with you. And his love will permeate every interaction regardless of how hard the message is. Okay? So if you experience anxiety, worry, hate, apathy, fear, anything that is contrary to love, God is likely not the source of that. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and and a sound mind. So if you're getting a word that is really heavy like that, does not sound like God's on that. Number five, ask, does this message bring clarity and hope? So when you get a message from God, you'll feel ready to act upon what you've received. It'll be like an energizing word. You might feel a shred of hesitation, like, are you sure? Like, right? But this will be nothing compared to the hope coming to life in you. You may have felt distressed before God spoke to you, but then afterward, there's this just seed that you know that God is a God that makes a way. And that'll just spring up in your heart and any fog of confusion will just start lifting off of you. So listen for what sounds like God, for the words that match his heart and his character, because God's voice will always bring clarity to confusion, a solution to a problem or an answer to a question. And he gives peace and hope and an awareness of his presence in your life. His voice is the one that believes in you and encourages you. It reminds you that you are not alone. And a natural response could be, thanks for that, God. (laughs) Totally needed that. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Like, wow. Okay, awesome, God. I'm going to do just that thing, right? And as you learn to recognize how God communicates and you practice and grow in your ability to connect with him, you'll be able to discern the source of these messages quicker and with greater accuracy, okay? So here's a little cheat sheet for what we just went over for testing God's message. Consult the word of God. We are supposed to test every word, okay? Consult your pastor, a spiritual authority, or a community of believers. Ask God to confirm his message. Ask, does this message affirm love? And ask, does the message bring clarity and hope? Okay. Next question. Is the message I've received for me or for someone else? This can be really interesting to feel out um, in the beginning, but feelers aren't the only ones who ask this question, strangely enough. And you might not have an instant revelation one way or another. Typically, if it's for you, the message will revolve around an issue you're already aware of on some level. So you might have actively been seeking God's wisdom about something specific, 
or the message might address something you're only marginally aware of. But once it presents itself, you can't deny that it's relevant to you, okay? The same principle applies when the word is for somebody else. If it's for them, it will relate to something already on their minds and hearts. So if you hear, I want you to go to work in China, but you've never even thought of vacationing there, that word is likely for someone near you. If you say, I think God is saying he wants you to go to work in China, this will not be baffling if it's for them, right? So that's really an important distinction, okay? So really, really think about those things when you get a word. Like it might sound like it's for you, but it could also be for somebody else, all right? How do you give someone a message that you've received? How do you give somebody a message that you've received? So if you believe that you have a word for somebody else, remember that they might have been asking God for a confirmation of his word in their lives. And God might want to use you to do that. So that's actually really fun. So number one, always ask for permission. Ask them for permission to share it. God asked me to tell you something. May I share it with you? Or I think I have a word for you from God. Would it be okay if I gave that to you? This is a respectful way to invite them to willingly participate in what God is doing. You do not have to force yourself on anybody. God doesn't do that to you. God is a gentleman. So you are going to look like God in these interactions. Two, consider submitting it to leadership first. Okay? If you believe you have a word... For the room you're in, you should tell your leaders about it for sure. You don't want to overstep authority. God has appointed them over you for your protection as well as the congregation. So if leadership allows it, you have their authority behind you. If they don't, you can trust they're exercising God's wisdom on your behalf. Okay, so let me break this down in a different way. See your mission here to be a true steward of that word. And that means going the distance and pushing boundaries. Now, here's the thing. That might mean sharing it with somebody directly, or it could mean passing it up the chain to those who steer the ship. But success is all about showing up and being present. It's not solely about dishing out that word, okay? That's the key difference that you need to grasp here. So one more thing on this. Sometimes... You know, you can see a stranger and sense God's love and compassion for them, but we don't get a clear word to share. And you might not feel like you have anything to offer, but what might the obedient thing to be doing in that situation look like? You can ask God, God, you've highlighted this person to me. What are you bringing to my attention? What do you want me to do? And often the Lord is busy drawing somebody to himself. And if you're in the area to assist, he'll use you. <laughs> That's why you're it's catching your attention, right? So ask God, should I pray with this person? Maybe just talk with them for a minute. If his answer makes you respond with, do I have to? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, you do. Okay, so without making it about you or your spirituality or over-enforcing God in this thing, introduce yourself saying something like, this might sound weird or funny, but I'm a believer and I don't know why, but I sense that God drew my attention to you. Is there anything that I can pray with you about right now? 
okay? And anything can happen from here, right? Like there could be rejection and it could also be really well received, okay? But what matters most is that you're listening and that you're responding to God. So people don't usually refuse prayer. That very rarely happens. But often when you pray with somebody, God meets them. And that's really, really powerful. And often they've been asking for that. So even before I knew about the prophetic, I didn't know that God wanted to use me to minister to somebody in corporate, right? And I was somebody that could have been a perceived enemy to this person. And then God used me to minister to them and say the exact words they had asked God about. It was wild. This person was like weeping and in tears, but I had to show up in something that was confrontational, but do it in love and do it with God's grace and with God's excellence. And it totally shifted this person and what followed, right? And then I became a trusted advisor to her. Um, even though I was younger in years in this situation, I had more authority in my position. So it was a really interesting dynamic, but God totally showed up in that. It was really, really powerful. Okay, what if God says to me, what if what God says to me conflicts with what he says to somebody else? That's a sticky one, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> the enemy... Yeah, he loves to bring confusion anytime he can. That's just what he loves to do. It says this in John 8, 43, okay? So we've established that God is not the author of confusion, but the enemy sure is. So we don't always like to talk about the enemy. And sometimes we talk about him too much. Like when we're talking about the armor of God, for example, sometimes we're just studying the enemy, studying how he, he attacks, studying about our armor. We're just in like defense mode all the time. And we need to actually be on the offensive because we've got victory, okay? We're above the enemy, not beneath him, right? He's under our feet. So we've got to make sure that we have things in proper perspective. So we understand he's under our feet. It says this in Romans 16, 20, but we still have to deal with him. It says that in Ephesians 6, 11, okay? Ephesians 6 is where all the armor of God is. So your spouse, your business partner, your co-leader, these people are not your enemy. <laughs> Perhaps one of you thinks God is saying act now and the other one hears act later. One thinks God wants you to go. The other person says to stay. One says jump and the other one says dive. One says chocolate. The other says it doesn't matter, right? Always go with chocolate. <laughs> Dark chocolate. Just kidding. Sometimes though, we have to just laugh and not make this so serious, right? Because we can see what's happening, the enemy wants to put up walls and open up chasms between us, okay? So if possible, get a godly third party to help you figure things out. So maybe your pastor, a counselor, a financial advisor, a strategist, you get the picture. But start asking questions, not about who's right, but about what you're trying to accomplish. Like you're not fighting each other. You're getting a solution to the problem, okay? So without feeling rushed, try to find the main point. Where are you trying to go? What is your objective? Are you genuinely trying to hear God or are you focused on advancing a personal agenda? That one's tricky. Another important consideration is what role you play in the situation specific environment. So if you're an appointed leader, you have to lead, right? Consult your team. Listen to the voices of anyone who's affected by your leadership and take their concerns to God. Ask him, are you speaking to me through them? <laughs> sometimes the answer will be yes, and sometimes it'll be no. So if you were Moses and asked this of God about the Israelites, God would have said, 
Yeah, some of them are pretty upset, but they don't have the big picture. You can get the lowdown from me. God will help you, okay? He will give you clarity and he will give you confirmation. So if you're not in a leadership position, you can trust that God has appointed these leaders and holds them to a high standard. He does, okay? And that's on them. That's between them and God. Will there be times when God tells you that it's time for you to accomplish a different purpose than the one he's called them to do? Yes. Will you know when that is? Yes. Will you know when you need to stay even if you don't want to? Yes. If you check your ego at the door and stay rooted in love rather than anger or offense, it'll be clear. Okay. Ephesians 3.16. So to that, there are times where your flesh is like, I hate this, you know, and you don't want to stay. This might be at a job sometimes. And that's tricky because we live in a world where the minute we don't like how something's going, we quit, we give up, we throw ultimatums, right? That's not always God, right? And we miss the very thing God wants to do because we don't have any staying power. So sometimes God says stay and you'll have a grace for it, right? Other times he's like, yep, nope, move. It's time to move. You've gotten everything you can get here. It's time to move. Go to that place that I'll show you. Where's that place? Go to that place. I'll show you, (laughs) right? But just leave, like obey me in the leaving and then I'll show you more, okay? So what if you have an unbelieving spouse. This is a really common one. So single people, okay, the challenges that this presents is one of the reasons the Bible warns us not to become unequally yoked with unbelievers, okay? 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It's hard in life and especially in marriage. So there's value in falling in love with and marrying a believer. Now, I will say with this, which is really interesting, it's one thing to be like, I want somebody who goes to church. I want somebody who reads their word. I want somebody who is a kind, good-hearted person. Good and fine. Do they know the Lord? Are they led by the Spirit of God? Are they sold out to Jesus? Are they building their life on the rock? Do they know who they are? Are they walking in their purpose and in their mission, right? Especially, ladies, you don't submit to a man who's confused. One, this is fun to talk about. I was talking about this with one of my young clients, a teenager (laughs) that was asking about boys. It was a really fun conversation. So men pursue, women present. Okay. So women aren't supposed to be out here presenting all sorts of things to get a man. God will reveal to a man who his wife is and he will pursue her. Okay. A wife doesn't have to do all these crazy things like we see on the internet to get her husband's attention. In fact, if she does that, she'll get many people's attention and not for the right things, okay? So not everybody has the luxury of marrying a believer. Not all of us know to do this or we're taught to do this, right? Some of us have met God after um, meeting a spouse, right? Some of, of our spouses, right, have lost their faith in God. So some people have married unbelievers anyway, So the best thing that you can do is mature your ability to listen to what God is saying to you, okay? Ask God to change your spouse's heart, and until that happens, to work on changing you to become the most loving demonstration of God for your spouse's benefit. Rather than pray, God, please show them that I'm right, even if you are. (laughs) Learn to pray, God, please show them who you are. Okay. So 
It takes two yeses to make a yes in a marriage. And when that kind of agreement isn't available to you, you have to wait for it or risk damaging the marriage. You don't force, you don't control, you don't manipulate. God, again, does not do that with you. You don't do that with other people. Don't undervalue your contribution to keeping peace. If you have God's word, but you're a punk, (laughs) that's not going to help your spouse want Jesus or really just anybody for that matter, okay? Be willing to learn how to honor your spouse and yourself at the same time. It's possible, okay? I've seen this over and over again. So trust God for his perfect outcome and also his timing, okay? What if... I have suppressed my gift. That's a real question, right? So sometimes we experience things, especially in childhood, that teach us to bury our gifts. And we do this to protect ourselves. And if you've endured abuse, you might have conditioned your heart and mind not to feel anything, even if by design you're a feeler. If somebody punished you for hearing a voice from heaven because only crazy people hear such things, you might have started ignoring God's voice. If someone betrayed you and trampled a vision that was holy to you, why would you risk sharing your dreams with anybody again? If somebody told you your knowing can't be trusted because you're too sinful and stupid to know anything, maybe you believed them. So if any of this rings true to you, here are some pointers. Okay, number one, self-awareness is the first step. When you know what needs healing, we can expect God to heal. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Maybe the healing will be supernatural and instant, or maybe it will be slower, in which case we can accept the Lord's invitation to go on this journey of healing that he has, okay? And when you embark, take all the time that you need. There's no rush to get you healed so you can be used for God. God wants relationship with you. He's not a user, okay? He can use you according to your willingness and ability no matter where you are, all right? And he wants to partner with you, all right? Number two, become an active participant in your healing. So get into action mode here. It's time to tap into every single resource that's at your disposal, okay? Connect with a counselor who's got your back. Jump into a recovery group, whether it's at your church or maybe out in your community somewhere. Do not hold back. Reach out to your pastor and ask for prayer support. Don't overlook your physical wellness either. Go have a chat with a physician and figure out what steps you can take to heal that aspect of your life. Because God has really equipped certain professionals to help us when we need help. And this is their gift. They've committed their lives to helping people. (laughs) Literally, God appoints them for our benefit, just as he sent Ananias to Saul to heal his blindness. Saul's healing marked the beginning of his ministry as the Apostle Paul, and this encounter was a gift to Ananias as well. So never underestimate what happens when you ask for help. God has already queued up a gift for you in the form of people, okay? How should I deliver and receive correct messages? So God has a way of sending us course-correcting messages and looking back. I've seen a a few of those blessings in disguise, right? So we need to 
humbly embrace words when we understand that they're coming straight from God and, and from people who genuinely love us and want to shield us from unnecessary pain. Okay, so when we believe that, it's that belief that allows these words to be received by us, okay? So it says that these words are coming from a loving God. They're his loving discipline for our good in Hebrews 12, 4, okay? So here's another thing. The delivery matters too. It's like a recipe for success. You got to know the heart. Does somebody really mean well when they're releasing this word, okay? Uh, the second thing, the delivery matters too. So it's like a recipe for success. When those words from somebody can reach your heart, they're wrapped in love and raw honesty without a hint of judgment. So we're not just like calling people out because we can. We're not shaming people. We're not criticizing and condemning. Like that is not what's happening. Okay. We're actually loving them and we're not, it's, it's not loving to look at it this way. It's not loving to deny sin and and allow people to continue in it. That's actually not a loving thing to do, okay? So that's a really important thing to pay attention to, all right? What else? What else? So if God nudges you to offer some wisdom-filled correction, let's say, to another adult, their ability to really hear it is tied to the quality of the connection that you have with them. So also keep that in mind. So if God gives you a correctional word to offer to an adult, the chances that they can hear the word are partly dependent on how much you've already invested in that relationship with them. Okay, so... God does not hold us responsible for the behavior of other adults. (laughs) We are responsible to them as brothers and sisters in Christ, right? But we are not responsible for them, okay? So you don't have to lose sleep because an adult in your life made a bad decision and you couldn't persuade them not to. That wasn't your responsibility, okay? So if you don't have an established relationship of trust with somebody and can't offer them privacy and dignity, you'll undermine your influence and they won't hear the word. That's messy. Okay. In that case, it's better to pray that God will send somebody who does have influence to give that person the correction. So leave it alone and trust God to care for the situation. Okay. And often when giving a word like that, we're, we're usually, if we are led to give a word like that, we're usually in relationship with people and we're there to walk that out with them. We're not just going to like drop a bomb and be like, good luck with that. Goodbye. Like we're literally like in relationship. We deeply care for this person. God has given us this almost like a burden in your heart to talk to them about it. He's given you wisdom and the words to say, right, to deliver it in a way that they can receive it. And then you walk out that process with them. Because especially if it's correctional, for them, there's going to be a process. And none of us like to hear words of correction. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) The truth hurts sometimes, but it does set you free, right? So keep that in mind. What does it mean if God seems silent? So once you learn how God speaks to you, okay, you'll find that he is rarely silent. He's always talking. And you're likely to experience him speaking to you far more often than you realized before, right? And when we're listening, we encounter him all of the time. But those of us who've been in relationship with God, maybe for a while, sometimes also know that the Holy Spirit gives us a specific word to live on for a long time, (laughs) 
<laughs> Long suffering is sometimes connected to that. And while we continue to read God's word, stay in community, get good teaching, right? We know we're living on a particular word. We're going to do that until God interrupts it or gives us something else. So God doesn't tell us every little detail. He tells us only what we need to know. And if we don't have a clear sense that God is giving an urgent word or an immediate action to take, don't go to the default belief that you've done something wrong or lost his favor. All right. Imagine this. When you've got that deep knowing that somebody truly cares for you, their quiet moments aren't some kind of like disconnect signal. They're just quiet moments. Okay. It's it's a surefire sign of connection quite often. It's like this cozy little space where you're totally at ease just being there side by side. And there's like this peaceful hush happening. No drama. You're just content. Okay. When you don't know what to do next, just keep on doing the last thing that God told you to do. God might be inviting you to obey and grow until he's ready to reveal what's next. So don't shortcut the process or question its importance in your life. Just trust God. Okay. We need time also, which I feel like is supportive to this, we need time to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, right? We grow the fruit of the Spirit, like some gifts we receive and we practice them. But the fruit of the Spirit is something that we grow, okay? And it doesn't happen overnight. So when we receive Christ, God replaces our habits of the flesh with his fruit. So instead of anger, we have peace, but it's a seed that needs to grow. So trust that will flourish in due time, okay? You're not just going to be angry to not angry anymore overnight, okay? But in due time, it will start to flourish, okay? So trust that it will flourish. And if you're faithful to do what God has put in front of you, it will. So for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 8. Okay. So those are what I have by way of questions for y'all. If you do have other questions, I really do just encourage you book a time with me. It's totally free on the God's Vibes hotline. So there's a form in the show notes. You can go ahead and fill that out. Takes 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Does not take long at all. Go ahead and fill out that form. You can book a time to get coaching with me on the podcast and get questions answered. Okay, that's a great way to do it. Another thing to know from now, it's not random that you're hearing this, but from now until February 15th, we have done for love month, out of love, (laughs) we've marked down and put a sale on all of our products right now. Okay. So the 30 days of faith walking, that program is brilliant. We had so much fun with that last year. It's a great way, especially at the beginning of the month, to just jumpstart deepening your relationship with God. It's really simple, clear, instructional with activations. There's workbooks. There's a bonus workbook that you get as well. It's $100 off, so I recommend getting plugged into that because the price will go back up on the 15th. We also have an entire year program. This is our training bundle. So it's an entire year of training on demand. There's live training, there's coaching, which is so valuable to listen to. There's guest interviews. 
and this is interactive. You'll have access to all of the notes, and if you have questions, you can still ask them, and we'll still interact with you in the feed. So it's a little bit different than just buying a course and then nothing happens. You're kind of on your own. This can still be an interactive experience for you. That program is significantly reduced, so I highly recommend that if you want an entire year of training on demand, anything from relationships, drama addiction, success habits, stewardship, spirit-driven success, and entrepreneurship, right? Like all of it's in there. So I highly recommend getting plugged into that. We had so much fun uh, doing and producing all those and gathering together. So that's a benefit that you can get plugged into. And then a personal community favorite is the VIP Mastermind the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can enroll in the Mastermind. It is 30% off. And if you don't know what that means, that means you save $1,000. Okay, that is a big deal, a real big deal and a very generous offer. <laughs> okay, the Mastermind is a year. So you get access to all of the content for a year. You actually get the training bundle on demand. You get two free courses. You get the God's Vibes Matter devotional. You get a 52-card declaration deck. You get weekly live coaching with me and the Mastermind community. And it's a time. It's a time, okay? It's a mix of so many things. God for sure shows up in there. Inner healing is happening. Holy Spirit boot camp is happening. Spiritual maturity, activation. It's powerful. So I highly recommend wherever you're at, whatever level you can receive at, whatever God is drawing you into, I encourage you to invest in yourself. I encourage you to leap it is a leap year after all. <laughs> I encourage you to leap into investing in your relationship with God and into yourself. That's one of the greatest things that you can do this year. Position yourself to love God like never before and receive his love like never before and watch and see, watch and see. So I just encourage you to get plugged in. Come join us in CourageCo, www.courageco.org. All of these programs that I mentioned, the 30-day faith walking program, the Courage Code training bundle, and the God's Vibes mastermind, these are coming from the God's Vibes insider email. This is a weekly email. So in my bio, you'll see a link to become a God's Vibes insider. That is where the links are to get all of the sales. And if you're inside Courage Co., you can also see a post that talks about this as well, okay? But make sure that you click on those links so that you can save all the monies, all right? All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. 
walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.